Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, boys and girls, children of all ages. It's me. I know, I know. You're probably as sick of hearing this as I am of saying it. I've been remiss in recording. I I know I I would say I have no excuse, but that's not true. I as you know I've gotten a new puppy, so he's been keeping me busy. I've had some health issues. I've had to deal with that. My girlfriend had some health issues. We had to deal with that. And I left the carrier I was working with, and I'll get to that in a minute. Excuse me while I drink some tea here. By the way, hey, Purely, <clears throat> if you want to sponsor me, I'd be more than happy to recommend your no sugar green tea. It's very yummy and tasty and delicious. And it's perfect for a diabetic like me. There we are. So... I know you've seen the, the title of this episode, and we'll cover that in a few minutes. I'm trying to think of where I was going. I, I hate when that happens. I, I get on the train, and the train jumps the tracks, and there's no telling where we're going to end up. Oh, right. I was working with something that rhymes with crime, crime herica. I'm sure you can figure it out. Now, I don't want to say anything that would defame them or get me in trouble, but if you're an agent looking for a carrier or a, a company to work with, I would steer way, way, way away from them. I, I did some research after the fact. I know you should do your due diligence before the fact. Who knew, right? But I did some, I did some digging, and apparently they lose 80% of the people that sign up with them on a yearly basis. So they have a ton of agents that have signed up with them. And I think that the agents get disenfranchised or they figure out that someone's been telling untruths. I don't want to use the lie word because, well, that's that may be defaming and I don't want to do that. I don't want anybody coming back and suing me and saying I said something that I didn't say. So I'm not saying that they're liars. I'm not saying that they're misleading. I'm not saying any of those things that one might say if they felt that way. What I will say is it's not what I expected. It's not anywhere close to what it should have been. They did some sketchy stuff like when I signed up with them and I got my license with them or got my license and hung it with them, they changed my my business address on my license and didn't tell me. So I was I was work I was my business address was in a state that I wasn't working in or licensed in. And if, if someone hadn't pointed it out to me when they checked my license or something, I would have never known. And I'm not saying that California would have dinged me for it, but it's certainly a possibility that I would have gotten in trouble for not updating the records and saying, hey, by the way, you know, my address changed because you're supposed to do it immediately, if not sooner, if anything changes. Now, my state of residence didn't change. None of that changed. So I was probably okay. But you never know. So it's just, it's things like that. They only, they're supposed to pay me money and they didn't. And through no fault of my own, they didn't keep their promises. There's more talk about recruiting people than there is with actually selling insurance. And I don't know too many primary agents that actually sell. They all talk a big game about how big their teams are and all these other things, but they never really talk about what they're doing in volume or what they're doing in annual premium sales or any of that stuff. And on top of that, their compensation isn't really on that, 
really not all that great. Why did I go with them? It was a weak moment. I, I wasn't going to renew my license. I wasn't going to do any more. And I talked to someone who I still consider a friend. She's a, she's a great person. I have no ill will towards her. But she kept talking to me on LinkedIn and saying, come check this out. Come check this out. So I did. And I signed up and I went with them. And I was with them for a few months. And it was all right. It wasn't great. But once I stopped paying for the, the back office stuff, I lost access to pretty much everything except being able to check my back office. I couldn't do any demonstrations. I couldn't do any sales. There's a lot of things I couldn't do because I wasn't paying the 25 bucks a month. Now, if I was making $20,000 a month, I would have no issues paying 25 a month for the back end and the CRM and everything that goes with it. And honestly, it's not the best back office I've ever seen. I've seen a lot better with other companies. So, I don't really get what they're charging for, but I look at it this way. If they have 100,000 agents and each one is paying them $25 a month, how much money is that in revenue for them? Minus operating costs and whatever. It's still, it's a lot of money. So I'm not here to line anyone else's pockets but my own. And I'm not saying that's why I sell insurance because it's not. I want to, I want to help people. And when I sold with Woodman Life, I helped. 40 or 50 families in a short span of time. I got them covered. I got them enough coverage. I did all the things that would take care of their family in the long run. And for, you know, for, for years to come, they were covered. No issues, no harm, no foul. Everything was great. Hunky dory, if you will. I didn't feel that with other companies I've worked for. Now saying all that, I will say that I did recently contract with senior life. I've got an amazing upline. The team is great. I work for the Denning Group, and Dave and his wife are amazing people, and I I would be hard-pressed to find better people. Honestly, I've only known two people in the industry that were better. One is my friend Rob from when I worked at Woodman and my coworker Mac. When I worked at Woodman, he was a great guy. He was very knowledgeable. He knew his stuff. He taught me a lot about selling. He taught me a lot about the products. They both did. And if it hadn't been for Rob, I probably wouldn't have lasted as long as I did in the industry because he was there to help me. So when you find a team or when you look for a company or an IMO or whoever you're working for, look for the team that's going to promote you and take care of you and help you whether they make any money from it or not. I've worked with agents that say, sure, I'll come along. I'll ride along with you to someone's house. I'll do a demo for you, but I want half of your commission." Which I, I understand, you know, they're, they're taking their time out of their day. They're helping me out. I get that. I have no issues with compensating people for their work. But if you're just riding along with me because you want to ride along with me, then I have no obligation to pay you anything. Now, of course, I would have paid, I would have paid him something. I would have split the money with him somehow. Probably not 50-50, especially if I was doing all the legwork and I was doing the driving and I set the appointments and I did all of it then I would probably give him a smaller percentage. But just to say, you want my help? Give me half is ridiculous to anyone. But I do like Senior Life. They've got great products. Now it is just final expense. They don't do any of the mortgage protections or annuities or IULs or anything else that's coming up. And that's fine. I have no issues with that. I knew what I was signing up for. I did my research this time. I knew what I was getting into. I knew the products they offered. I knew the compensation compensation plan, which is really great. 
I knew all those things going in. The people that started senior life have been around the industry for a long time. They're, they're winners and they know what they're doing and all that. That's great. The other side of that is I am an independent agent. So I'm sorry, I'm more of an independent broker because I represent many, many companies to people. So I will have my choice of what companies I can use for my clients to protect them, protect their families and do whatever I need to do. And I think that's great. And the company I'm doing, or the IMO rather, I keep saying company, sorry, the IMO, the independent marketing office or organization that I'm doing it with is Family First Life. Now I've been around them before and my experience wasn't great. And I kind of kicked them to the curb and said, all right, this isn't working for me because it was another one with, I never talked to my upline. And if I was on a call with a client or in, in the house with a client and I needed help, their recommendation was to hop hop on the Slack channel and ask in there. And that's great. If someone's hanging out in the Slack channel and you're there answering questions, wonderful. If they're not, then you're sitting in someone's office or someone's house looking like an idiot, which I can't stand. That is probably my peeviest pet peeve is I never, ever want to look stupid. Now, there are times when I don't know things. and I will tell the client, look, I don't know. I'm not going to lie to you. I will call someone while I'm here with you. I'll put them on speakerphone if you want, and we'll learn this together. That way I make sure that you're not hearing anything that you shouldn't hear, or I'm not telling you things that are untrue or misleading or questionable or unethical in any way. I will never, ever make a sale to make a sale. I won't lie to you. I won't obfuscate. I won't do any of those things to get a sale. If it means walking away from the table, so be it. I would rather walk away with a clean conscience and not have any chargebacks in six months than to sell a product to a client that they don't want or they can't afford or they don't need or whatever just to make a sale. I don't believe in that. And I'm not saying that all agents are like that, but they're out there. And I would, I would be, I would be remiss if I didn't say that there, there are agents out there that sell, 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 and they don't worry about the chargebacks. They can have five or six or $10,000 in chargebacks and they don't care because they're bringing money in, in on the front end, which I think is ridiculous because sure you get it for a little while, but for those of you that don't know, insurance sales primarily are, are commission. I sell you a, a, an insurance product. You know, I, I sell you an insurance plan. You're covered. You pay your monthly payments. And they, they base the commission advancement on how much that premium would be for a year. And then they take whatever percentage that you agree to with your carriers or your IMOs and you get an advancement of say 60%. So you get 60% of whatever their annual premiums would be for the year. Now, some places are nine months, some places are six months, some places are a year. And what I mean by that is if you don't keep that policy in force, you get charged back whatever amount of money they advance you. It could be a hundred bucks. It could be $5,000. could be whatever based on, on whatever it is you sold. So the, the goal here is to sell the people a product that they want, sell it to them, and make sure that they know what they're getting. Hold their hand at the kitchen table if you have to. Take an extra five minutes. It's not going to hurt your bottom line whatsoever if you stay over at the client's house after the sale is done to make sure that they feel reassured and they know what they're getting and that you've explained it to them. Even if they ask you the questions 500 times, you answer it the same way every time or answer it in a similar way, conveying the exact same information 
to make sure that when you when you get up from the table and you walk away to the door and they, you shake your hand, I'm sorry, you shake their hand and you tell them thank you for their time and everything. You want to know when you get back in your car that that client knows what they're getting, that client feels safe with what they're getting, and they're happy at the end of, end of the day. Because if they're not, it doesn't matter how good you are. You could have the best policy in the world. And if they don't know what they're doing or they don't know what they're getting or they feel like, you know, two days later or three days later or, or six months later, they, they turn on say, you know what? I don't understand what I have here. They can't get you on the phone. And that's another thing. If a previous client calls, answer the phone. Doesn't matter if you sold them a $200 policy or a million dollar policy. Doesn't matter. You treat every client exactly the same. And that's what you should do all the time. I think that's the best way to do it. So I'm starting my new journey with FFL and with Senior Life. So I keep saying so, 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 so. If you're in the state of California for now, I will be branching out to other states eventually. But if you're in the state of California and you're looking for either a burial plan or a final expense plan or whatever they're calling it on TV these days, reach out to me. I'd be more than happy to spend time on the phone with you or via Zoom or even in person if you're close enough. I'll even drive a little bit to come see you and show you what we have and show you how I can protect your family. Sound like a deal? Awesome. Thanks. Part two, the reason for this episode, I did an episode about this time last year, a couple of days earlier or later or whatever. Father's Day is coming up again. And I mentioned this last time and it doesn't seem like it's changed any. It's like people want to erase the word father or fatherhood from the lexicon. And now it's birthing parent or whatever ridiculous name they've come up with. And I'm sorry if that insults anybody, as you know, as a listener of this show, I don't go out of my way to insult anybody. If it happens, I'm sorry. It's usually, usually purely unintentional. However, in this case, I don't, I don't care so much because I am a father. Even though I haven't spoken to my children in well over a year because of reasons, I'm still their father. I, I am partially responsible for them existing on this earth, much to their chagrin sometimes. I know they're not always happy about it. And there are people out there that sue their parents because they didn't ask permission before they gave birth to their kid. I don't understand how that works. I can't wrap my head around that. I don't get it. Makes absolutely no sense to me whatsoever. And there are people out there that are claiming that fathers give birth. No, sorry. If you don't have the plumbing of a man, and again, this is not to insult anybody, but speaking in general terms, if you don't have the plumbing of a male, you're not a father. You can't give birth. You can't not give birth. I'm sorry. You can't procreate in a normal fashion. If you don't have the right ingredients to go with the girl who has the right ingredients, then it's never going to happen. So anyone who is formerly a woman and now calls themselves a man, I'm sorry, you're not a pregnant man. You're a pregnant, confused woman. Sorry. I, I know that probably offends people out there, <clears throat> but these are the realities of life. Now, is every male po- capable of, get, of having children? No, of course not. And that's not a slight against them either. It's just the way that things worked out. I know people that can't have kids. I know people that don't want kids. That doesn't make them any less of a man or a potential father than anyone else. 
same thing goes for females. You know, I know there are women out there that are born without the right stuff. And there are women out there that have genetic issues and biological issues and environmental issues and all these other issues. And I'm not taking away anything from them either. But I think in the normal sane sense, fatherhood comes from having children or even being a stepfather. I, I have no no ill will towards stepfathers because I was one. I was one for a long time and I loved it. I loved being a stepfather, although I never called myself that. To me, those kids were mine. I know I wasn't the father. I know biologically they weren't mine, but in every other possible way, those are my kids. As, as much as you can get to 100% as possible, those are my kids. So I'm not saying anything about stepfathers. If you're a caretaker of a child, whether it's through natural circumstances or stepfather or you're an uncle or a brother or whoever, and you're raising kids, you stepped up and you're taking care of them. To me, you're a dad. I don't care if it's on paper. I don't care if it's by marriage. I don't care how it comes about. If you're a man that stepped up to take care of children, especially children that weren't your own, then you absolutely 100% get to celebrate this Sunday. And when did it become, oh, it's Father's Day. Here's a card. Here's a tie. Here's here's underwear. You know, here's cologne. I, I get it. Fathers are impossible to shop for. I understand that. I was never that way. Well, I take that back. There were years where I was that way and there were years when I like, I took pictures of all the tools that I wanted at Lowe's or Home Depot and said, here, pick any one of these things. Pick several of them. I'll be happy. I'm, I will be very grateful. Didn't work out that way, but, you know, I, at least I tried. And you can't say, well, I had no idea what to get for you. I just didn't know, which is ridiculous because I gave you a list. I even took pictures in the store where it was at so you could find it. There you go. And... <clears throat> Excuse me. There's nothing wrong with the ties and the underpants and and all those things. You know, those are great gifts for dads. I think my dad got, I think we bought him cologne, I think. It's been a long time. Or cashews or pistachios or, or something along those lines. Something that we knew he enjoyed. And he would get some kind of use out of, whether it was long-term or short-term, whatever. It was something useful that he would enjoy. And sometimes a gag gift is fine. Sometimes a card is fine. You know, just something to recognize that that this guy takes care of you. This guy is there for you. This guy did the 3 o'clock feedings and the 6 o'clock feedings. And the, when they were sick, I stayed, I stayed up with them. You know, other parties that may hear this and... You know, there's the truth, there's my truth, your truth, and the real truth. Mine is closer to the real truth, whether they would like to admit to that or not. But I did all the doctor's appointments. I did all the things with the kids. From the day they were born till the day they were old enough to get their own cereal. And even after that, I still took care of them. I did the sick calls. I did the, I did the doctors. I did the school events. I did all of it. And I'm not saying that that made me super dad. I know that's that's a job, just like people will say, well, you're a mom, that's your job. I get that 100%. I get that it's your job. But I don't think that means we should take away from it or it in any way denigrates fatherhood to say that 
yes, it's my job, but, and I think it's a very important, but it should be recognized, you know, some kind of, some kind of, hey, great job. You know, if there's only a day, let me think, hold on, I got this. It's on the tip of my tongue. I'll get it. I know there's a day for this. I know it. Uh, it's coming. Where we could say, great job. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being a dad. Thanks for, you know, helping me exist. Things along those lines, you know. So I think we need to, like I said last year, we need to take back the day. We need to take back the title. We need to stand up for ourselves and don't be all, eh, what do we care? We do care. We should care. We absolutely need to care about this. We need to stand up for it. We need to take back our place in society. We need to quit being lackadaisical about it. We quit need to being we need to quit being lazy about it. We need to quit having babies out of wedlock. And fine, if you haven't met a wedlock, I get it. But step up, be a man. You took the time to do the deed. You're responsible at least for the next 18 to 21 years. After that, they're old, they're on their adults are on their own. You should still be around, but absolutely. You need to be there for the first 18 years, whether they want you there or not, whether the mother wants you there or not. Any of that stuff doesn't matter. You're a man. Act like one. And I, I hope I'm rattling fe- or ruffling feathers with this and rattling some cages because we are so far past due. I see all these kids out there with no dads in their lives. And I'm not saying that every dad is perfect. I'm not saying every dad is great. I'm not saying that every dad, and this is for the older crowd, is Ward Cleaver or Mr. Cunningham, or Mr. Brady, or in my case, a Gomez Adams, or a Herman Munster, whoever, whatever awesome dad you want to stick in there, absolutely. Not every dad is going to be that dad. Some dads are going to suck, just the way it is. Some dads don't know how to be dads. It's not like they hand you an instruction manual, say, oh, you had a kid, here you go, here's the book. <clears throat> a lot of it is trial and error. A lot of it is very, very scary. And you're going you're gonna to mess up. You're not going to hurt your kid, hopefully. You're not going to kill your kid, definitely, hopefully. Fingers crossed. You may feed him the wrong food. You may let the diapers stay up to him. Whatever. It's scary. I get it. It's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of sleepless nights. It's a lot of things that your family will never see, but you struggle with in, in the closet, in the dark room, in the, in the woodshed, wherever you go, in the woods. Go to the woods and scream. Who's going to hear you? the bears and the deers so what it's frustrating it's scary it's overwhelming it's it's non-stop oh my god oh my god oh my god oh my god for 18 years from the day the kid comes home well from the day the kid is born till the day the kid leaves for college it's it's a non-stop circus of no 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 oh my god oh my god oh my god now i don't say that to scare you off if you want to be a dad absolutely go for it just <clears throat> make sure you have Tums or Alka-Seltzer or something because there's going to be a lot of, oh, that kind of feeling that goes on with it. But it's, it's so rewarding when they call you daddy for the first time or when they, when they want daddy to comfort them or when they want daddy to do things with them. I had tea with my kid. I brushed my kid's hair. I, you know, I helped with other things that aren't, aren't manly or dad's like, so what? I would rather spend time doing things like that with my kid, playing with her dolls, playing with whatever, or playing with my son, doing things, you know, it doesn't matter. Forget society rules, forget what you should or shouldn't do. 
if your kid asks you to play with them and it's feasible and it's possible, you stop and drop whatever you're doing. Now, I didn't always do this. And I will fully admit here in front of God and everybody that I was not a perfect dad. I was not always what I considered myself to be a great dad. But I did, I did the best damn job I could do. And, you know, circumstances or whatever, be damned. I did the best I could do. And that's all I'm asking you. Step up. Be a man. Be the very best dad you can be. Ask for help. Ask your mom for help. Ask your dad for help if he was a decent if he was a decent dad. Ask your grandfather. Ask a male figure in life in your life that you know is a good dad with your kids. And ask them. It's not it's not unmanly. It's not weak to ask for help. It's a very good thing. I would rather ask for help and feel foolish for a minute than to not ask for help and struggle for six years with something that could have been solved with a thirty second conversation with another guy. I reached out. I reached out to my friend John. I reached out to a lot of dads. Hey, my kid's doing this. How, how do I handle this? My kid did that. What should I do? You know, my kid blew up the world. What should I do about it kind of thing? Absolutely ask for help. Read books. Look at you. I'm sure there's YouTube channels for struggling dads out there. There's a YouTube channel for everything. If you can think of it, some idiot has gone before you and done it and figured out how to do it better. And... You know, so there's already been someone that has blazed the trail. This is not new. This is not new territory. This is not the 1800s, and you're not on the Oregon Trail dying from dysentery. There are things in place. There are people in place that can help you professionally, casually, whatever you need. There's somebody out there that's going to help you do it. And it may be embarrassing because you don't know what you're doing. You know, And you may get a lot of crap from, I hate to say it, and I hate to be this kind of person, but you may get crap from women's groups, you know, like mommy and me groups, because, oh, you're a dad. What are you doing here? You shouldn't be taking care of your kids. I was the guy with the stroller and the two kids and the diaper bag and the, the formula and all that stuff. And never once did it bother me to be out in public like that. I was proud to do it. I was happy to do it. A little stir crazy from not having any adults around to talk to during the day, but you know, I watched a lot of kids' shows. Some of them were pretty decent. Some, not so much. I think it's gotten worse. Thank God I don't have to do that anymore. And my child and I wore out a 101 Dalmatian tape. So I don't know how many watchings that is, but, you know, we, we watched it a lot. Because that's what she wanted to watch, and it made her happy. So who am I to say no? So the upshot of all this is, Happy Father's Day to all the dads, stepdads, cousins, uncles, brothers, whoever that are out there and they're doing the job every day and they're showing up every day and they're they're working hard and they're busting their butt and they're coming home and cooking dinner and washing laundry and taking care of the kids and giving baths and checking homework and all that stuff that needs to be done because that's what dads do. That's what real dads do. You can be a father. You know, you can be you can be a DNA donor or you can be a dad. And yes, there are absolutely differences between all three. A father is just the head of the household kind of guy. A dad is that dad that goes the extra mile for you, that does things with you, that takes care of you, that makes you feel safe, happy, loved, whatever. Now, I'm not saying that every dad should guarantee you happiness. That's mostly up to you as you get older, but they should absolutely make you feel safe and loved and unafraid of pretty much anything 
because they should look to you as an example of what to do and what not to do. And Lord knows, God forgive me, Lord knows that I made mistakes and I did things that I regret now. That if I had a time machine, and I know you shouldn't think this way, <clears throat> but heaven help me if I had a time machine, there's a lot of things I would go back and not necessarily, not necessarily do better. Well, I guess I would try to do it better. Now that I know better, I would, I would change how I reacted to things. I would change things I said. I would watch what I said around, around little ears that repeated what their father said. And sure, sometimes it's funny and you'll see a million YouTube videos out there with people laughing about the things their kids say. Don't do that. Don't be that kind of dad. Raise your kid to be better than that. Will they grow up and curse like a sailor anyway? Probably. How do I know? Because I was a sailor, so I'm somewhat of an expert in this area. That's my spiel. I will get off my soapbox now. I hope you all have an amazing Father's Day. I hope you do the, the cookouts and the beers and the whatever, the breakfast in bed, if that's what you're, if that's your thing. And even if they give you the ugliest time in the world, wear it at least once in a while so they know that you appreciated the gift. Whether you really do or not, you know, you're not going to be happy about an ugly tie every year or socks or under, whatever. Whatever gift you get that you're not really happy about, never, ever let your kids see that you're not happy. Wear the ugly shirt. Wear the ugly sweaters. Wear all the stuff that they bought for you. Use the the juice, the orange juice, pencil holder, whatever it is, use it. As always, this is just my two cents worth. Your mileage may vary. Thank you for watching. I hope you liked it. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you got something out of it. As always, I love you all, and God bless.